about that? Oh. <laughs> I'm always a little winded. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> well, that, of course, is the great eyeliner enthusiast, Adam Lambert. And if it's one, I exclaimed as the third pair of dress shoelaces snapped just as I was heading out the door, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, Woo! the host, Dale Seaver, thank you. Thank you all very much. And uh, you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> and, uh, boy, here we are, another live edition of the show, uh, down at Film Biz Recycling, and uh, uh, Romney may have his binders full of women, but I have my basement full of women, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of ladies that work here, each uh, more attractive than the last, and it's a pleasure to be here <laughs> every time. Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I just got back from a little traveling. Any travel enthusiasts out there? People that enjoy traveling? Yes, it's something that people do. And uh, I was out there at the, uh, the great state of Ohio. A great state, beautiful time to be out there. If, uh, if you get a chance to visit a swing state this time of year during an election season, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I want uh, my thanks go out to Silas and Kitty Watson, who were my hosts out there. I was out there uh, for a little family function. And if you have the opportunity to have a family member cut your hair, <laughs> by all means do it. Uh, that's certainly what I'm dealing with now. And uh, <laughs> she kept asking me, well, how does it feel? You know, like a blind person would ask <laughs> somebody. I think the results bear that out. First time I had a hair cutter ask me how it felt as a judge of the progress. But uh, she was nice to do it, and I appreciate that. Uh, and then, I, of course, if you if you just if you want anything to, to feel good, and if you just keep feeling anything, it'll become great long enough <laughs> and I, to ease that in and to make those feelings uh, spread. I'm always nervous about what to do with this column, so my apologies mm -hmm. uh, to you, Julie, because mm -hmm. you're right there. And some my inclination is to go over here and then address everybody, but then sometimes I, I get worried for these two. So I want to come over here. Anyhow, uh, I, I, I continued my own good feelings. Uh, by, by getting in a, in a car and driving down to, uh, to go on a distillery tour down there in Kentucky, uh, which is right there. Uh, and uh, again, uh, I made a lot of smart choices on this trip, ladies and gentlemen, but if you, if you go down there to Kentucky, uh, pick a traveling companion that's a real quiet fella, <laughs> because that way, if you're also of opposing political views, you guarantee quiet just the whole time, two and a half hours down and back, the way back, though, from the distillery is drunk quiet, which is one of my favorite quiets. I want to send out some kudos to the people of Kentucky for selecting a hot brown as the name of their sandwich. That's their official sandwich down there. You go down, you order a hot brown. So I think we can all agree, nothing sounds better than saying, oh, just hold, hold on. Hold on, let me, I'll get to you just as soon as I finish uh, this steaming hot brown in my mouth. I'll get right back to you. Somebody was on it in the marketing department down there. But it's a great time, and I uh, had the opportunity to go to my first lesbian wedding. Nice. Uh, at least I think that's what it was. I can't. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, but it was a lovely time, and uh, mostly at night, which I think helped things. So, uh, hey, Steve-O's up here. Hey. Say hello to Steve-O. Steve-O hey, Riley. Musical director. Terrific fella. Best-looking juror. Right now, you're on jury duty, is that right? I am, in fact, on jury duty. Can you yeah. talk about it? I, well, I, I don't <laughs> care. That's a quiz. <laughs> well, they might. Yeah, I guess they might. They didn't put me, they didn't say, you know, mom's a word yet or anything. Does it look like a good case? You're going to be okay? It's a civil case. It's, it's actually You can't not, talk about it. You can't uh, talk about I'm it. Just, All the people at the courthouse listening to this podcast <laughs> I know, I are know. very big. I know. There's some good posters and everything. Like in Panama, they play this to get the dictators out of there. Uh, all right, well, can I have a little sitting down music, Steve, or something obviously slow, like an undecided voter at this point in the game? We're, we're pairing the podcast with a little bit of this tonight, a little special talisker, yeah. which was aged in some special casks. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. The shaking is just uh, my own excitement. I know that feeling. About being here. Yeah. But by the time the bottle gets to down, down there, the shaking will go away. Uh, so, uh, 
This is thrilling to be up here. Steve-O, now, uh, I understand you got yourself in a little bit of a shopping conundrum. Is that true? It is true, actually. Yeah. You know, see, you ended up with a nice vest tonight. And I of got course, a nice vest. Fall, fall is my favorite time of year because the best weather is the best weather. Yeah, I do. As I always say. Yeah. <laughs> that ought to be on the shirt. It should be. <laughs> Maybe on the sleeves. On the sleeves, yeah. Oh, sure. right, right. Then you could say, ah, I see why you, yeah. you got that, because you have a vest on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you were someplace, and you, you like to, you're a good-looking fellow, and you always dress real nice for the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, but you're down there, just for you. But you're down there in Soho, Yeah. and uh, as I understand the story, uh, and I am a gifted storyteller, Steve, so let me take this one. You get down there. And you're looking at a play, and the sales clerk is saying, "Boy, that looks great. You got a fancy jacket or something, yeah, right?" Yeah. And uh, you got it's got a wire in the collar. That yeah. was the main selling point. Yeah. That's really hot right now. It's, it's having it was a, clothes with uh, infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> armature. Yeah, armature is the word I was thinking. I like infrastructure. So, uh, so you could do anything with the collar. You could. But you called your wife, well, and she go down. She put the kibosh on it. Yeah, she did. She said, no, you can't do it because it was expensive. Right? It was an expensive jacket. Well, when you're in Soho, you go, it's an expensive expensive place in general, and I just kind of wanted a cool rock and roll. It was more $500? Well, let's just say it, it was more than $1,000. It was at more than $1,000, yeah. And it's not because I buy a lot of $1,000 jackets. I obviously was just no, trying to you wanted to have one special. I had it. I was just, just walking around. Next time, Steve, I want you to call me because can you imagine... <laughs> The collar animals that we would have created. Oh my god! If the two of us were wearing those bad boys, oh, matching would be nice. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, we ought to go shopping sometime, regardless. I felt bad that I didn't get the jacket, but it was way too expensive. So in the end, calling my wife was the right decision. All right. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she listened. Um, um, Probably have like 15 jackets on eBay for that price. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just keep talking. But Steve-O, uh, uh, so now, of course, you, you, you've been playing guitar. You create such good music for us. And when did you first pick up the guitar? I was nine. Hold that thought, Steve-O. I'm sure it's fascinating. But let's bring up our first guest. And maybe you can play a little something for us. Because she's a, she's a great gal, and she's going to enjoy it. Take your time getting up here. No, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 We got a plan. This all worked out. It'll be like clockwork. I know the train was like this. Okay, here we go. You could have taken you have 30 seconds to get I up thought here. yours was to come here during the whole set. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's right. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a, she's you can keep coming. That's all right. She's a great, we're going to work it out. This is just a rehearsal. She, she's a great storyteller, and uh, she's she's active all over the place. She's been Upright Citizens Brigade. She's been participating in the Moth Slam storytelling series. She's got her own little show that we're going to talk about, and maybe another show that we're going to talk about. This is how they tell you a point when you're in the debates. You know? Clinton always did that, so I'm yeah. doing that to you. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, Gigi Lee is up here in the chairs. Gigi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm going to shake your hand and make it official. Do you need any whiskey or anything? You got oh, your beer? Maybe I'll wait till the end. Um, All right. Bad things happen when I drink this. Oh, is that true? Uh, or good, good things. Well, <laughs> we're in for a nice night. I know that. I picked a low chair for this, didn't I? Well, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> So, uh, Gigi, now, uh, so you have any, you, you ever been here before? No, this is my first time. It's pretty exciting, yes. isn't it? Yes, I want to steal that turkey prop. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> we can see. They, they're holding it right now and keeping it warm for us. I don't think any Thanksgiving table is complete without a fake turkey. Yes. Just to, just to lighten, because sometimes people only have one turkey. Yeah, you need it's like a, a backup turkey. Yeah, yeah, but maybe you don't need to eat a backup turkey. You can just have a yeah. fake one up there. Like how, like in weddings these days, they have like a fake cake. Yeah, exactly. So the brides can like pose with it, and the cake is like and more expensive than that. That's what happened at this wedding that I was just at. Oh, there was a fake cake. There was a fake cake. 
I'd never seen that before, but it was exciting to be around. Uh, now, uh, what do you describe yourself as when you say you're a storyteller? Is it more of a writer or a performer? Or you're picking this other thing as a hybrid right now? Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, when people ask me, they're like, oh, you're a storyteller? Is it like, do you tell, like, like once upon a time kind of stories? Um, but it's like, the, it's true stories from your life. And, um, and and that's what I like about it is it is like this combo of like writing and performing. Mm -hmm. um, but I try not to be too performing. Like, you want to be yourself. Too like, performing. You want to yeah. be yourself. Okay. Yeah. You would be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it very much. And, and so, we, and, and, and are you ever worried that you'll run out of stories? Yes. Um, but uh, luckily, whenever I feel like I, I am running out of something, I just try to remember, like, what's the most, like, I, I dig deep. I do a lot of, like, archaeology, uh, like, the, the stuff that you're most embarrassed to talk about that you don't want to talk about will probably make a really good and do you ever get worried that the people that you're talking about will hear it and then have, it'll have some <laughs> impact on you? Yes. Uh, so that kind of limits your stories, but I guess you pseudonyms. You can't limit the truth, though, can you? Can you? Can't limit the they truth. Can't, yeah. Can't be like Mike Daisy. You. Um... Oh, that's a great friend of the program. Oh, oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just there was like an audible gasp. And like, oh no! We're gonna get into the Mike Daisy controversy. This will probably be the most listened to uh, episode because we brought because that. Mike Daisy. Yeah, that's right. We'll have to do a special. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just drop his name. Off. Well, he's okay. What did he do? He made things up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not claiming to be a journalist. Um, Me neither. <laughs> but um, I. <laughs> But I, I took this storytelling class with David Crabb, who's like a phenomenal storyteller. He like hosts the Moth, and he's like a two-time Moth Slam champion. He's a guy. He's a great guy, yeah. and he's telling me like if you feel like you could get in trouble, like if someone would get hurt from this story, yes. then um, like be careful of that. Like and and usually like if he's gonna talk about a friend in his story, he'll he'll approach the friend and tell them. Uh, I'm well, going to be talking nice. about you. I don't do that, but... <laughs> you ever done something <laughs> where you posted your story or something on a Facebook or one of these, and then you, the person you were talking about said, hey, Luckily that not. sounds familiar. <laughs> Thanks for not using my last name. But. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did a story last night, and I, I didn't use her real name, and I didn't give any like physical characteristics. So. Sounds like it's a little bit of uh, being shady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes into it, doesn't it? And, and uh, 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 you know, when I was a child, uh, storytelling, <laughs> when I was a child, uh, storytelling was not a cool thing. I, I, I know that might be hard to believe in this day and age when storytellers like yourself are celebrated all over. But, but in, when I was a boy, we went to the uh, school trip to a, some kind of museum or something, and they said, all right, we're going to have a storyteller. And the woman, the woman came out. And, she, she told us the story of a Nancy the Spider. You know that the little trickster in, in Af from African folktales and things. And she made all the kids act out different parts of the, of the story that was like supposed to be the hook in. And I was a turtle, and I had to sit there in a crouched position, and I was a turtle that somehow I, I, I crossed the Nazi some way wrong. And I don't know what I did to the fella, but he wanted to get back at me, so he smeared honey all over my back. And all the stuff stuck to me. So whenever I think about storytelling, I think of people that have a little bit of this dark edge that you're talking about <laughs> right now. I don't spread honey on people. No. I, it, I wasn't physically coated in honey. It was just the story. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, asked to remove my shirt on the museum grounds and slathered with honey, but it felt like it because he was a gifted storyteller. And so what, do you, what happens at these slams? You go there and everybody's reading? Uh, you put your name in a hat, and there are like 300 people in the audience. You have a pre-typed name that you bring, or you just write it with their markers? You just you get their markers, and uh, they're very, <laughs> they're very um, <laughs> anal about you do, folding it. You just have, you have to fold it twice um, because what they, what they, some people. The, the origin of being anal. The origin? Yeah. Is it, maybe it's a Greek it, thing. You think it's, it probably dates back that way. <laughs> Mostly when you're talking about anal, it's something Greek. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's what the true. moth is like. Uh, yeah, is that true? Uh, anyway, I just always wonder that when people say that. I think 
you're using that, but what, what, what is it really? Yeah. yeah, it gives it conjures an unpleasant image in my head. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so you go to these things, you put your name in the hat, and what do they do? They call your name, or you don't yeah, call they your call name. Yeah, they call. What happens they if they call don't call your names. name? If you don't call your name, you if they don't call your name, you just spent two hours at a slam, uh, stewing, <laughs> <laughs> or you or you've enjoyed the stories that were told. Like you're an but audience member. But if you're member. like me, you're because you're angry, you want to get up there. Yeah, because it's all this like built-up energy. Um, it gets it, 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 a lot of adrenaline that just kind of goes to waste. So I just like drink it off. And do you do you memorize the story? Yes. Oh, you do. So you don't read it. Right. Yep. Yeah. You have to tell it without notes. Without notes. Boy, that sounds risky, doesn't it? <laughs> Doing a whole set without any notes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, have you have you ever? Uh, uh, Going to one, and you do open mic things too. It's a similar kind of a deal. Um, well, open you mic are, you like comedy, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And then mm -hmm. they and like and they have curated storytelling shows. So like all over the city, like La Poisson Rouge or KGB Bar or, or like Upright Citizens Brigade, they, they sure. will produce storytelling shows and they invite like uh, like four storytellers or so that's really big now in the city. It's a, it's the way that stand up is like how they have the, those curated programs. They now have storytelling shows all over. That's right. Well, it's uh, you know. If it brings in the dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but now you're also, you're living your life. Is this a date, by the way? Right. A date? Well, because you said, I, I read on your, your, you have a website. I think it was your website. You had a thing where you're following the artist's way. Yes. The book oh, and you're yeah. going on I guess this dates. counts as an artist date. It's risky. Um, yeah, I'm really into the I'm really into the she, artist way. She let it hang there for a moment. I wasn't sure what you mean. <laughs> 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 like, what do you mean? Like, um, if you guys are into like a creative rut, I highly, highly recommend Julie Cameron's The Artist Way. It's like self yeah, <laughs> it's like a self help book for artists, but it's it's not as like you know cheesy hippie as it. Well, it is very cheesy hippie, but it's actually I feel like productive. It's got one of these on the cover, doesn't it? Yeah, I, it's like a watercolor. Yeah, yeah, okay. And she has you write like morning mm -hmm. pages. As soon as you wake up, you have to handwrite three pages of like whatever you're thinking. Um, what did you write today? So yeah, can, can I say something? You <laughs> can answer. I had dirty days. Oh, I, I've been very bad. I didn't. I didn't do it. Today. Uh -huh. But usually, when I write, I'm like, I'm so tired. That's what you write. <laughs> like, I just want to sleep more. <laughs> I'm uh, so tired of reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> so poor. Wow. But then you're getting something out of it, though. What What was an example of a successful day? A successful artist date, I did, oh, I went to Governor's Island, and I rented a bike, and I rode a bike by myself around the island, which I think is, like, an accomplishment, because I didn't fall off or anything, you know. I do the same thing, but it's just called older, alone fella. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the artist way. You go to get on the ferry and ride a bike around you by yourself. You have to package yourself as artist. <laughs> yeah, it takes a some mental fortitude. I, I, wish, I should have done book. that. Yeah. Yeah, well. I should have done that when I was single more. <laughs> yeah. No, it works. It's really <laughs> wonderful to do. And in fact, you mind some of this territory of being alone and something that uh, I, I find true to, uh, very dear to my heart in the web series that you produce called uh, what, Cooking for One? Yes. Cooking for One. Semi-autobiographical. Um, uh, yeah, I did this uh, five-episode web series, and it started off as a sketch from a sketch writing class that I did at UCB, and my teacher suggested, like, oh, this might be good to film, and um, we basically tried to make fun of, like, the, the single woman tropes, and also, like, Food Network kind of show parody. Because um, you're a fan of Food Network? I love Food Network. I love Barefoot Contessa, who we kind of oh, modeled it after. She's terrific. Yeah. She and Jeffrey have a love that will endure, don't they? <laughs> yeah, except he doesn't live at the house. And that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it figured out. He'll be a financial analyst in, during that the week. And then, yeah, not bad. She's got a nice kitchen, though, so. Great kitchen. Oh, that was a problem. We had to figure out where to find a really nice kitchen. And I, like, called places, and they're like, oh, it's, like, $2,000 to rent a kitchen. So I ended up asking a friend of mine who has a baller apartment. Um, oh, is he yeah. a nice jacket? It's a, it's a female. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> okay. I know. Your, your thoughts on balling are extensive. But, uh, <laughs> so she let you use the place for free? Yes. Yeah? What yeah. does she do for a living? 
I know, she's like a grown-up job, a real, a, like a proper job. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what it takes to be a baller. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mean a melon baller. No. No, she's, she's just, uh, she's well-to-do. Yeah, and, yeah. A player. No. Is that different? I think so. I'm still out of the loop these well, days. Well, I'm glad we're both out of that loop, which makes us in the same loop, <laughs> so I'm happy that we're together. And so cooking for what? It took off. You got Who's the star of it? Who's in it? Oh, yeah. Um, the actress me? is Jen Shacks. And after that, she, like, I want to say it was because of the web series, but she kind of blew up. She's in a bunch of funnier die videos, and she's in a new movie coming out called, um, like, Bachelorettes or something. Oh, I think it's out. Yeah, I think it's out. It's out? Yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere old Snaggletooth. Yeah. She's in it. <laughs> and... Can't watch that movie. And we got a bunch of um, actors. Uh, I, think, I think Upside Down Kiss was nice, but all the time you're thinking, get that tooth fixed. Anyhow, she really have Yeah, it's severe. It's severe. But it gives you hope, because if you're just an ordinary looking person, you can be in movies. That's what I took away from it. Uh, uh, so and so this thing, and but it's got some very funny moments too. You got her; she's got her wedding dress in the oven, yes. and a couple of funny things that go along with just being alone and trying to trying yeah. to make it in the, in trying the city. Trying to just cook. Uh, well, the, yeah, the, yeah. The premise was that like she was gonna host this show with her husband, with her fiance, and then he ends up dumping her right before the show starts. Oh, so yeah. that was like the whole premise. So now she has to make all these things alone. Um, so like the first episode, we have her making a muse douche for one person. So it's like a shrimp, <laughs> and it took us so long to make that one shrimp <laughs> like on set. Um, so I like if you do like a food show, don't make. I think shrimp. it's douche though, right? Oh, yeah. did I say douche? You just said douche, but... Oh, well, no, sorry, that's, that's the name of our episode, was a play on... Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't go to a fancy dinner party and ask for an amuse douche. Then don't use a shrimp. Yeah, that's what's offered. <laughs> yes, well, we'll label this one explicit. Yeah. That's fine. And so, but you got a, you got another suit. Where'd you grow up, by the way? I, I grew up in Miami, Florida, in the 305. Hey, it was just there. Oh, for... <laughs> just just enjoying, enjoying some time there. I worked for a company. I worked for Come Flyer with me. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, it passes out the flyers for the comedies and Broadway's up, or comedy musicals up on Broadway. And it's the, the nation's just leading a flyer a production team and hand her out her. And so I do that, and every now and again we have to go to these like regional conference things. So we had a little booth set up down there, uh, right on the beach. It was lovely. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, that's why I was down there, quite warm. And uh, it's a strange place, isn't it? Yes, it's a strange place to kind of grow up in. I would imagine. <laughs> you don't realize how weird it really is down there. Yeah, because like South Beach is one thing, and then the rest of Miami is like totally different. It's a little spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like New Jersey. <laughs> you say? Really? It's. Uh, I guess it's like a lot. There are a lot of old people. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> when I think of New Jersey, I don't know why I think of old people. Um, okay. Well, that's an interesting perspective that you have on that. <laughs> what What do you have, Steve? Well, you have you, you reached for the mic. What do you want to well, say? I needed to know more about what it was like to grow up in Miami. Well, it's hard when you're like the you only Asian be. person in Miami. Is oh, that true? Yeah, because yeah, there were like no Asians, um, and, and and I'm Korean. And when people found out my name was Gigi Lee, they genuinely asked me like, "Oh, is your dad Bruce Lee?" Like he was the only Asian person alive. Uh, people don't have any sense about that, do they? <laughs> I mean, even if that, like, what were the chances of that ever being? Yeah. Okay? But I should have, I regret like not playing with that. I should yeah. have embraced it. You should and, have like, worn the thing around. Screwed them, screwed with them. Everyone the always said, all that. Is, is my dad Radar O'Reilly? Because my last name is O'Reilly. <laughs> Radar O'Reilly was a character in MASH. It was a show that <laughs> happened back in the 1900s. <laughs> all right, thanks, Steve. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but you're working on a new project, is that right? You got a new web a, series? A couple of things. Brewing. <laughs> I feel like if I say it out loud, then it'll really happen. Like the way didn't Timo do that? Didn't he like announce to everyone he was gonna? I don't watch. Timo. <laughs> Is that his name? Timo. Timo. Not Timo. Not and we're not Peebo Bryson. Oh, I love Peebo Bryson. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> One of the great song stylists out there, isn't he? Yeah, I love that Cotton commercial. <laughs> um, Is that? Is he cover that? Did he write it? Right? Peebo Bryson did. The fear. Family of all 
Probably yeah. Aaron Neville. Yeah. Neville. Yeah. Neville. Yeah. Neville. 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 Some kind of moving walkway. Well, uh, so do you want to say what it is? Sorry, we got on this thing. Oh, um, well, I, I guess I can't really say what it is. Uh, well, the first one is like. Uh, but but you did send me an email yes, saying we could I talk, we could about, talk about it. Um, <laughs> it was, well, I'm working. You can understand my surprise. <laughs> um, I'm working on a, a series now. Where it's called uh, Dispatches from the Office Bathroom where it's like a kind of disgruntled employee who like um, does like uh, vlogs from the office bathroom talking about like what's going on and like all the cuts and um, cuts yeah all like the budget cuts you, and she's oh, worried okay. that she's gonna get fired okay all right not cutting oh no no but, yeah okay I, I don't want to do my own stunts. I don't want to do my own stunts like that <laughs> you know there's a what was the what somebody help me out because somebody's gonna know this what's the vlog that was from uh, Brandon four forty two from the men's room. I want you to check it out. I'll send it to you as a link. This is clearly not a, a non-starter with the <laughs> not a lot of bathroom blog readers. <laughs> uh, I just sometimes I have free time because you can't pass out the flyers all day. So I go back to the office and things and this one caught my but it's a great it's a funny little one that takes place in my bathroom. Oh my god. You, no no it's not the same thing. <laughs> Stop my no 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 no. You live your dreams. <laughs> this thing is done and, 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 and it's finished. But it was a funny little funny little time. You work in an office at all? Do you have a daytime job? I do. And that's what I'm kinda of scared about if, if they find out. But I'm gonna You're gonna do it at the place? I think mm, no. <laughs> Can't say, can you? <laughs> office bathroom I could use. <laughs> Talk to me after the show. You need a couple stalls? What do you need for that? I think one stall. I want it to be as simple as possible because the last web series was such a to-do with like yeah. cooking and I didn't realize how much cooking was involved in the cooking show. Funny thing, man. I just want to sit on a toilet and just talk. Hey, I, I understand that completely. <laughs> You're describing my perfect Saturday. <laughs> Oh, this I don't usually do blue material. This one got a little blue. Okay, got a little blue. What? Didn't get blue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and so, Gigi, what are you? Are you got any appearances coming up soon? My parents. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. How are they? they did you leave them in Miami? They're the only Asian people in Miami. They're in Miami. Struggling. Still trying to. Yeah. Driving around, searching their own the ethnic Express. enclave, yeah. <laughs> the Lee yeah. family household. <laughs> Little uh, Korean town down there. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a sh I have a storytelling show next week called Sideshow Goshko. Um, it's at KGB Bar. Uh, Upstairs in the little place? Yeah, and yeah. Carrie Doherty's in it. Oh, she, she's appeared on this yeah. in yeah. that chair, or and, a chair like it. Yeah, Seems and Ben like Lilly, they're both really great storytellers. So if you want to come, you should check it out. That's great. And you, what, what's your website? My website is ggwee.com, J-I-J-I-L-E-E.com. -E and I, I post a lot of like positive affirmation-y type of stuff. That's what this crowd wants. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of artist way references. Oh, that's exciting. Well, Gigi, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for thanks having me. Thanks for making it over here. This is exciting. Gigi Lee, everybody.
some liberties with that 30 seconds. Ah, goodness. Well, this is going to be exciting. Steve, are you doing okay? I'm doing great. All right, hang on to that thought, because I want to bring up our next guest. She's uh, somebody that I've known for a long time, so I don't want you to be hurt, Steve-O. But uh, she's a terrific... Uh, and yet she's also a storyteller, and I want to talk to her about how, how, how her storytelling experiences may differ or be similar to Gigi's. We're also going to talk about she's, uh, she's an author, she's written books, she's performed, she's done a little bit of everything. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Beth Lizick to the chair. Wow. Beth, come on up. Such a man walking alone. Oh, that's what it is. That'll be the name of my book. 
But, uh, and so now that's been a couple years on that you did that. Is there what has stuck with you from that? What was the thing that well, actually made an impact? I think, and I like Gigi. I'm really glad that you kind of broke the ice on the self help thing. Cause I think it's embarrassing. I think self help is really embarrassing. And it's, I think, and so because you talked about it in this positive way, I feel like now I can talk about this and not feel super embarrassed. But I had a thing being a um, you know writer and performer and just trying to do creative projects where I never felt like I knew exactly what I wanted to do and everything sounded interesting and I would just sort of do a lot of different things and never focus on anything. And, and I can't say that I'm not doing that now because it's kind of, I've remained sort of the same type of person. But I did read in these books that starting to narrow down what it is that are, are your actual interests and what are the projects that you come up with versus the projects that other people are saying to you, oh, you should really do this, oh, you should try doing this. And so um, I think that's probably it, is that I started to focus on the stuff that I liked to do and that made me happy. And then that's also when I you know, stopped like selling books for a lot of money and, or, or doing, you know, and I never made a lot of money, but I made some money, and then when I started doing what I wanted to do, I think that I stopped making money. Well, now, so, I'm yeah. con now I'm conflicted about the yeah. going down that yeah, road. It's, because it's, you were a baller for a while. Right? I, was there a link today in my Twitter feed about like the um, British slang? It's everywhere now. I feel like that That's was... That's what it is. Yeah. You used the term bestie, did you not, in this... Did I? What, I'm sorry, your people probably who put together your website <laughs> yes, might have used the term bestie. Yeah, your web team was on that. They read that article too and they thought... That's a kid named JJ yeah. who's really into anime. Yeah. yeah. So, it's good it's to have good. kids like that around. Oh, you need keep young you people. Current. That's what yeah. I mean. I'm a, I, that's why the self-help thing resonates for me because so often young people seek me out for advice. And so I have been both the seeker and the sought. Mm. In terms well, what do you prefer? Do you, which do you prefer? Well, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, it's just in my DNA uh, 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 to be a seeker and to find things and find people that are doing interesting things and then take it back and then process it then and, and, and really ruminate on it, let it stew and maybe rent the bike for the day and just think about <laughs> it and let my thoughts wander and, and just have an opportunity to really process it through. Sometimes it means just going on and on in a long... <laughs> Series yeah. of words with seemingly no end. Yeah, I but, understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but so now you're not making any money, and uh, but you're doing what you want to do, and uh, you said you stopped listening to the people that were like, you should do this to make money, and you said okay, and now you're not making money. So that's that all sounds like it's following right yeah, along. Yeah, right. Chickens in the backyard. It's all looking up. Did you meet Susie Ormond? I don't. Uh, she was I on your to, list. I did. I went to a finance seminar with Susie Ormond, and that was in. Incredible because she she's one of those people who and I did a Richard Simmons Young, thing. Young, fabulous but, and broke. I remember reading that. Yeah, that and old, she, fabulous and broke. I remember reading that. <laughs> Still does broke. like a rock star thing on yeah. stage where it's all incredibly yeah. choreographed and and yeah with that yeah. kind of mic yeah. and like a suit on and she's strutting around and she has like moves and then like she'll make a point and then she'll look and and then I saw the story that she told on stage. Um, getting back to storytelling too, she told this whole story, her origin story, how she had been a waitress and she had been, you know, broke and then she, somebody told her to invest this money and she did and she lost all the money. So she walked into Merrill Lynch and she told them she wanted a job because if they could lose all her money, then she could definitely do a better job than they were doing, right? So that's her whole nice. origin story. You didn't so, get that into it. I like but that. she, I like that but she's been telling that story for 20 years, 20 years. She's been telling that exact same story on stage. And so that was amazing to me, and maybe, Gigi, when you see people tell stories like that, I love the storytelling. Uh, hey, Wow. It's like a video game. It's the, the ghost of Susie Orman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> You okay? You all right? I am. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, it's, it's, it's okay. actually from the 80s. Again, that's <laughs> oh, okay. man. Okay, okay. And so, and then, and what about what, what the Richard oh, Simmons so, one, too? And oh, yes. sorry. You were oh, I was just going to say, what I find interesting yes. about the storytelling thing is to see people tell the stories and you try to be conversational and just be like you're being yourself, but then you see people do these stories over and over again and they like have the right inflection and they have, and I think this is yeah. my 
downfall as an artist or performer or storyteller is that I get so bored of myself talking that I, if I said it before, like I don't want to say it again. And so that's what I find interesting. But Susie Orman was saying it as if it were the first time that she'd ever done it. And so I think there's like some kind of magic that those people who are really good at it have where they can do it over and over and it feels like the first time. That's what you gotta do if you're, if you're really, it can, comedy is like that too, where you get your set and you do it, you got right. that thing. You, you can got tell your tight 10. Joke. You got your tight 10 or your five if you're doing one of the shows. And you got the, the uh, uh, politicians have to have that and mm -hmm. just say the same gosh darn thing over and over again. I mean, okay, we got a little lead, but all right. They're the same. You can read the same story mm -hmm. when he first signed the thing. So it's just amazing. You, you know, this is 10 years of doing uh, uh, this, this actual project here. We've had the podcast for a few. And I'd like to say, uh, 100 some episodes, there's only a few jokes that I've ever repeated. What about the best? What about the best? Well, that's more of a mantra than a joke. That's a, <laughs> it's a thing that I like. I was catching by. up, and I, I like. I mean, it is. It, it should be your mantra. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's yeah. a seasonal thing. It's like yeah. putting a pumpkin out. Right. Are you excited about the season coming up? You got some Halloween ideas? Ooh, you know, I used to like to dress up for Halloween, and I never do anymore. Mm. And then maybe you know, once I had a kid, and then they. Dude, my kid doesn't even like to dress up for Halloween now. It's kind of sad. Like you, one of the reasons I think you have a kid is one, they dance for you, and two, they tell you their dreams, and three, they come up with a good costume on, on Halloween. Yeah. None of them. He's like, I don't dream. And then I'm like, dance! And he's like, no, I'm too embarrassed. And then um, it just, yeah, it's, he's, a, he's like an old man. you got to get him on some of these yeah. self-help. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just start now with kind of empowerment, progress. like the um, yeah, landmark forum for ten year olds. <laughs> so sad. That is a great comedy sketch, Gigi. Make that a web series. Landmark forum for ten year olds. You can do it on the cheap. <laughs> it's really easy to run a few fifth graders. <laughs> they work for nothing. For nothing. It's wonderful. <laughs> So, well, yeah, I think I dodged a bullet, though, because, you know, I, I don't have children of my own, but I, my niece has a, a child, baby Pepsi, and uh, she, she, uh, I, Is it sponsored? No. Sponsored me? I wish. Yeah. I'd like to see some money off of that kid, but uh, no, it's just an unfortunate mistake in the delivery room. I was asking for something, and they thought I was, anyhow, so she wanted to be, uh, for the longest time, uh, she wanted to be Curious George, which meant that I would have to be the man in the yellow hat. I don't care to be the man in the yellow hat. Right. I'll be honest. It Would you rather be Curious George, or you just don't want to be anybody in that story? Oh, I tell you, I'd rather be Curious George for yeah. sure. Yeah. But okay. who, who I definitely don't want to be the farmer or the Italian cook or whatever. Yeah. It is. But 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 the man in the yellow hat, I just I draw the line. So then she said, "Okay, well, I want to be a bumblebee." So that's great. I'll be a beekeeper. That's a, that's a good. That's a solid man costume to be. Yeah. You get a netting. You get the thing. You can go out and still have a little bit of fun. Yeah. But now she wants to be Batman. So now you're Robin? Now I'm Robin. Well, but Robin's kind of great. And do you not identify anything about Robin? No, no, what I, is it that this... The, the issue is now, I think I should teach her about like Commissioner Gordon or something. And mm. I could be like in a trench coat mm -hmm. and just have some nice sunglasses. It's really, this is all about you. The I mean, the Halloween thing is really kind of the what the... What you want to that's wear, right. what you want to be, that's yeah, right. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what you I was should just you, decide the want. costume. You just decide the costume, then, and she'll figure <laughs> something out. <laughs> I'll float that. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. Well, San Francisco has quite a, a Halloween celebration, don't they? I guess so. You never I, went to the thing. No, I, I in the in the in nineteen nineties, I went to the thing, but I yeah. That's when it was I, real. Yeah. But I think what happens too is it gets all, you know, big and then they and then it changes and then then it doesn't seem fun anymore no. or something. No wonder my kid's depressed. <laughs> There's a lot to work on. But did you spend time with Richard Simmons too? I did. That was that was such a highlight. That went, I went on a fitness cruise with Richard Simmons and I mean I if anybody has two thousand dollars to burn, which I did and then burned it, but enjoyed it so much is that you can go on a carnival cruise ship, which is basically just a carnival cruise ship with thousands of other people who are just on a carnival cruise to like party and and dance and enter the Harry chess contest. And then 200 of those people are Richard's group. Every, These gurus every, do not like me talking like about them. They get a little nervous. It's really, it's really it is. It's kind of spooky you're, in here all of a sudden. Away in the I college. know. 
So, but what? So that's so two hundred overweight people are on one side of the boat. <laughs> there, What's you know, they weren't. They weren't all overweight because a lot of the people had lost two hundred pounds, and but were Richard Simmons fans, and they go on the sure. cruise every year. So, um, so you're on. So you're in Richard's group, and you see him every day, and he's you do aerobics with him twice a day, and he comes around and talks to you, and and that was great because he was to me, like the best kind of guru that somebody could be. He knew all of these people's husband na husband's names and their grandchildren's names, and they would bring him quilts and make crafts for him, and he took his, and he hugged everybody. And by the end of the week, he was exhausted. Like, you know he has that incredible halo sure. of hair, and, and by the end of the week, it was just like, damp and kind of like, you know, matted down and crocoded, but he, and he was just like, oh God. And, but just, you know, giving a lot of love to people. And, and I just, I liked him so much. I, 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 I want to go to his, if you're in Los Angeles, you can take a aerobics class with him at his spa, Slimmons. So you just go, you just pay 10 bucks and I'd Sweat like to, to the oldies with Richard. Yeah. I'd like to do that. Roll up in a quilt with that fella. Yeah. He sounds, he sounds nice. He's, yeah, very well, affectionate. And so then you also, and, and for years, of course, this is a little jumping around, but for years, and probably when I first met you, I was scrubbing the floors at some place, so one of these alternative performance places, and he came in and you performed, what was it, Mitzi and somebody? Oh, Carol and Mitzi, yeah. Yeah, this is a character that you, you created, and I'm fascinated to hear how just through a subtle change of hair and oversized glasses, you were able to create a fully realized character. <laughs> I know. I, she, how I, did you go I, about I, this? I don't, you know, it was really difficult, Dale, and, and I think that if you... If you want to do that, if you want to do that for you, maybe it would just be taking your glasses off. Oh, that's true. And just like getting kind of a different hair product, and and, yeah. and then and you put on a different pair of shoes, choose different suit, different get tie. Some pants from the Gap. And something. yeah, yeah, get some from the Gap. Cinch them real tight. Get a T-shirt. You know, and then you're a different guy. Well, check and, out our next uh, show. Huh? See All right. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's that okay. You still really perform? I still perform. Yeah, I That's still you perform. That's you another gal? Yeah, yep. Yeah. I do Carol Murphy as my character, and I <laughs> take a lot of her speech patterns after my brother Paul, who is, um, has Asperger. He's on the spectrum. And, um, and she's a, she's a lesbian comedian who, um, does janitorial work at the men's sex club on Market Street called Eros. And so we've done a lot of work nice, there. We've done nice comedy place, shows. It's kind of an old school. It is. It's a great nice, place. Nice and place, you, yeah. they do shows there. And men in towels can come and watch you do comedy like the old, like the old days. Yeah. The good old 70s. <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe Richard Simmons popped in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, he did. One the my most exciting moment of the cruise was when Richard decided to pull up his um, dolphin shorts and just... Flashes butt cheeks just to me and my friend, just as only in our eyesight when he was walking away, just so we could just to make us laugh and then turn around. Like he, you know, he, he, he knows he knows he the value of just a good good butt flash. So <laughs> it was it just made me love him so much. It's not uh, for just showing you a little something. Wish I wore my dolphin shorts. Yeah. <laughs> this is you can do it now. And so you, but you still perform. You tour all over with them. You still doing that? I tour, yeah. I tour and I tour and do uh, comedy films and and stuff on stage. Yeah. That's great. And so, but you also got a new project coming out, and you're doing some work with Creative Growth. We should mention that, which is a terrific operation yeah. out there in Oakland. Yeah, so, there so it's an art there. center for adults with developmental disabilities, and they have this great art studio where they have something in New York that's like it called Creative Growth and the one I'm working with is Creativity Explored. Oh, same sorry. but same founders. Sorry, yeah. Is a couple who founded it. Um yeah, so I'm doing a book with them, a uh, book of advice from the artists on life, um stuff from fashion to friendship to romance, cooking and it's uh, and just hanging out with the artists there. So it's fantastic. They do great, great yeah, stuff. It's a great mean, they keep like brutally yeah. honest the things that they come up with. So yeah, yeah, like fashion advice: don't grow your hair so long it goes in the toilet. Like that's great advice, you it's know. Solid. And yeah. So anyway, that's the fun project to work on. And but you also have this other thing that I want to talk about. It's about cringeworthy experiences in your life. Is that the gist? Yeah, of it? I have 
a lot of the books that I wrote have um, a lot of autobiographical material, and I was felt so like I was saying, just like I wanting to do something else that wasn't about my stories, and I started writing a novel, and then I was like, God, I never wrote that that one horrible thing, and in going back to those those moments in your life that are the most embarrassing and the most cringeworthy, and. And so I'm doing a book of really short pieces. I was taking a flight from San Francisco to New York, and I listed out all the things I could remember in my life that physically made me cringe when I remembered them. But you know, some days you're having a good day, and then you remember, you're like, why do I suddenly feel horrible? And it's because you're remembering something you did like 10 years ago. Yes. You'll see, you'll hear a song, you'll see a person, you'll see a book title, or a walk down a street, and you're like, why do I feel weird? And it's because you're remembering something that had happened there a long time, I know. Look at your, your eyes are incredible right now, Tim. <laughs> so, you know um, what I'm trying to yeah, communicate I to do. you? I do, I do. Yeah. That's what I... <laughs> so by the yes. time I landed, I had 78, something, somewhere in the high 70s of these moments. And so I'm doing, I'm calling it, but even though I hate, I'm calling it flash memoir, short things um, that are horrible that I did. <laughs> And that's and when, coming out next year. Next it's called the Yokohama Three-Way. Yokohama Three-Way. That sounds like that something was, cringe, that was, cringe-worthy. That was terrible. Indeed. Is it ever good? Is it ever good? Oh, A no. three-way, really? No. Not in my no. experience, no. Always terrible. The three or four times I've been fortunate enough to have that happen to me. It's awkward for everybody mm. involved. It is, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Spectators, people yeah. that are participating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little wild, yeah. but we had some fun out there in San Francisco. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that was a nice segue, Dale. <laughs> but <laughs> out there, <laughs> this isn't a memory that's cringeworthy. That's why I'm laughing and so happy. I'm remembering a happy memory oh. right now. So, uh, but in San Francisco, uh, ten years or so ago, you said you started the Porch Light series. Which yeah. is another uh, Yeah, it was after I told the story at the moth and um and I thought this is a great idea to get people on stage to tell stories. So I've been doing that every month for ten years and um still going back every other month right now to San Francisco to run that series. And that's at the great cafe de Nord, is that what Um now we moved to a place called the Verity Club, which is an oh. old Italian American club. Oh sure. It's a good spot. Oh, the the yeah. yeah. Was it an Italian men's club or something? Yeah, started as an Italian men's club, now kind of a family Italian family club. See, I live there. Yeah. That's the knowledge that I bring to this. And you curated this underwear <laughs> show. <laughs> Did you not? That was the happy memory I was Ah, a happy memory. But we did well. I was, when I, you were I working there. To, I was asked to put together. I was cleaning the floors. I said this. They said, do you have any ideas? Do you have any ideas? I said, well, you know, people love underwear, so let's put an underwear show together. Yeah. And my artists made underwear, and we hung it up. And then we came. Artists, artists were given a pair of underwear and had to do something with it. And do you remember what I did? It did not sell. It was not popular. Do you remember? I'm this? eager to hear about it, though. Well, I thought, Anything what is underwear? underwear. <laughs> I, I know I specialize in things that are just unpopular. And yeah. but I, so we all got a pair of underwear. And then you could do whatever you wanted. So some people, you know, did art on the underwear and silk screen things and. And I thought, well, what is underwear except for a piece of white cotton? And what can you do with that? So I, I washed it two times, cleaned the underwear, and then I made cheese and used it as cheesecloth. That's what it was. And so I made this. You can make, like, farmer's cheese just, you know, with milk. and So I made cheese and used the underwear as a cheesecloth. And then so on the little stand, there was the ball of cheese and the underwear. And, and I thought it was and then and then everybody was super grossed out by it. Oh. It was well. To be fair, it was weird. It was a weird I, show. <laughs> what did you? I don't I mean, know. Your thing was I, already weird, but it was the a whole, weird. Yeah, deal. it was a it was yeah. a weird. Yeah. But anyway, nobody bought the thing that I made. Nobody bought the cheese because I I didn't expect anybody to eat it. But did you take it home and eat it? No, no, I didn't. I didn't want to eat it either. Even though I I, I <laughs> adhered to very strict sanitary conditions while I was sure making it. Well, probably somewhere in here, Brooklyn. Williamsburg probably has an artisanal underwear cheese shop. <laughs> Any minute now, we'll see. We've got a timeout. Right. Well, the you're kind of a trendsetter here. I think people are listening to the show and getting ideas for all I sorts think, of things. You know, too. In addition to the people here, there's probably another three or four out there yeah. in the world that are listening. And 
But those it's the people, it's really the, the quality those are the of chief the speakers. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. kind of you have a kind of a target market. I try to. And to I, see I, who I are. We've got some mailing lists <laughs> that we've signed up for. Uh, <laughs> well, between the but you're phasing out of that. You're still doing this storytelling thing. Still doing it, yeah. And and I don't know for for how long. But I run it with a partner, so <laughs> she's doing it and yeah. getting other curators. And, and between the the moth and the porch light, are there any other any other front of house uh, structures that you're going to uh, respond to in the future? Oh, I don't think so. I'm I'm happy not to. It's a lot of work to run a to put on your own show and do something. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm kind of ready to take a break from that. and Sure. Yeah. Just relax. Live the life. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Whatever that is in New York City. What I are you going to do here? I don't know. I'm going to finish well, these uh, books and then figure it out. I have no idea, actually. I have no great. idea what I'm going to do the right here. Place. Something unpopular and lowly paid, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, consider podcasting if that's what yeah. you're interested in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, uh, uh, and how's Eli? Eli's doing good. Yeah, he's on tour. He's playing in San Francisco tonight. Great musician, Eli Cruz, doing terrific work. Good. Uh, Well, Beth, thank you so much for being here, and I wish you all the success in the world. It's so exciting. Thank you, (laughs) Beth Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thank you.